my lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs> What's going on? Is this in front of the camera? <laughs> Keep it in. Bloopers. Bloopers. Uh, what's up? What's up, guys? Welcome back to the ground screw. <laughs> was, wait, wait, what's up, guys? It was oh, not oh. in front of it. Excellent, glorious. Uh, welcome back to the grounds crew. What a start! What a start to I the day. I am your host, Josh Gerson, along with my co-host, Bill Rome. What up, guys? We just got done with a insightful conversation about the new Doctor Strange movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. And let us know your thoughts. Uh, before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe. Toss us a review. Follow us on all social platforms. They will be listed below. Let's jump right into it, guys. This week we had our second no-hitter of the year. First no Maybe. Hitter. First real no-hitter? Well, so Question we, mark? We actually talked about that on last week's episode. Yes, I we asked did. the same thing of you guys. You know, Do you think of it as a real no-hitter, right? Yep. Is it the same? I agree with what Syndergaard said, mm-hmm. right, in the sense that it is the what we're thinking about when we think no hitter. One pitcher went up there, dominated, nobody got a hit. Yep. Now a combined no hitter is still a no hitter, but it's not at the same level as one dude dominating. Yep. The bigger thing is Syndergaard just stays wishing he was still a Met. And I love that. I love that like him and uh I forget the pitcher's name. He's Marcus from Long Stroman. Island. Yeah, Marcus Stroman, who who's you know, had a terrible run of it as a cub. Um, I, yeah. I, they just stay wanting to talk about being a Met last year. And I love that. I know you miss it. Good luck in the future. And good for Reed Detmers because if Reed can turn out, he's a good prospect, 22 years old. Like if he can be a guy for them, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they got two guys who are borderline aces in Syndergaard and Otani. And they've got... Another guy who might be a legitimate number three candidate in Detmers, mm-hmm. you're you're humming. You got what you need to go. I still think they need to figure out one or two other positions. But you look at their lineup. Their lineup's great. They got like four guys who have four or five guys who have eight hundred plus OPS. Mm-hmm. That's winning baseball right there. And yeah. then just to also mention uh, Patrick Sandoval this year for them, two oh three ERA and five starts. So he's also been very good for them. Stud. Love Stud. that. And and listen, we talked about it. that was that was a thing they needed. They needed to get more more consistent pitching, get their offense in order. They've had a lot of guys who beginning of the season we didn't necessarily talk about as like guys that were going to be key contributors and they've had a bunch Marsh, Ward, obviously Trout, Otani, like all of a sudden Walsh, their lineup is pretty deep. They're out, they're on, at the top of the division right now. Angels are doing what what we were hoping was going to happen. Trout is doing what Trout needed to do. Yes, absolutely. Because he's he's he is the reason that they are one of the top five teams in baseball. Yeah, and like, but he, I mean, he's never he's had guys, and he himself wasn't healthy or this or yes. that. Right now, at least, he has a team around him, and I think he's what, what's he on the season? He's like a twelve hundred, thirteen hundred OPS for the season. Um, He's been absolutely incredible. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, 1188 OPS. 1188 OPS and not in a, a, a small amount of at-bats. Like, yep. You're, you're going to be cruising towards a 1200 OPS for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Clutch but hits. Not as good as Taylor Ward. <laughs> not as good as Taylor Ward, but he's, he's fantastic. Yes, he is. Um, and also, and did you see Noah Syndergaard's tweet at SNY after the fact? I heard about it, and I saw some stuff. He tried mm. to retract things. and Yeah, he was kind of like, uh, it, it wasn't about you, cupcake, or something to that effect. <laughs> and I was kind of just like, bro, 
It, it, you obviously, if, if not, like what? What else are you saying? There? He 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 used to do this to, when he was a Met. Tell people he's a, he's a and troll. And we'd be like, we know what you're trolling. Like, don't try to act like you're not a troll, bud. Yeah. Like, man up. Yep. Absolutely. Accept it. Own it. Listen. And bottom line is, June 10th, Mets Angels. So beautiful. So we'll, we'll be at we the will, game. We'll, yeah. Uh, is it home? I don't know. No, they're at the Angels. That's okay. That's a quick trip from Omaha. Facts. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Honestly, by that time, I mean, God willing, they'll both be in first place still, and it'll be a clash of the titans. Here's hoping. Yeah. Uh, other news this week. Uh, actually, it was yesterday. Uh, Christian Yelich hit his third career cycle. Good for Yelich. He needed to climb back out of the hole that he kind of had it's for the last still two in, years. Kind of. <laughs> and maybe that wakes him up. Because yeah. when he when he's doing it all, he's got all this ability. He can hit for power, and he's got big speed. Mm-hmm. Guy's been mashing it a little bit. Not definitely. I I really was kind of surprised that he has fallen off as much as he did. Same with Bellinger. He's come back big time though. Uh, oh, so, the beginning of the season he was garbage. But Yelich right now, uh, two fifty nine batting average, five home runs. His OPS is eight thirty eight. So he's getting back to form. Mm-hmm. It's definitely good to see. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And then I think I'm pulling it up right now. The Brewers have kind of been struggling too in their last few games. They're they're five and five in their last ten. They are still on top of the NL Central right now, but they just haven't been playing good baseball. And and I feel like we do we do we agree as a unit that we had the Cardinals for the NL Central. I think we had the Cardinals for yeah. the Central because I still think they're a quality team. And and as much as the Brewers pitching staff kind of carries them, I I just don't have as much faith in their offense. They're kind of streaky, whereas I feel like the Cardinals is very consistently good and obviously a lot of veteran guys on there so i think i'd still rock with that as my pick um but we'll see how it keeps unfolding we're only what 30 games in 30 ish games a little little more so depends who you are yeah um you know who has been hot in the last 10 the new york yankees yankees have been hot for more than the last 10 now yeah they've been doing extremely well uh on top of the al east uh just ran through the Blue Jays pretty nicely, uh, eight and two in their last ten, and they they finally passed the Mets for most wins in baseball. Yep, you know Mets had been holding on to it. They obviously Mets had played a couple more games than mm-hmm. everybody else, uh, but Yankees up to twenty two and eight, like in in their thirty, they're they're mm-hmm. that's crushing. Yep, and White Sox are you know running into them at the wrong time. Maybe the flip because that team's been pretty solid of late as well. The White Sox? White Sox. Yeah, they're they're bouncing back a little bit. Um, but who has been interesting to watch in the in the first bit for the Yankees? And we talked about him last week, and I'm gonna talk about it again this week because he's been going off. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. And uh, and I got we're gonna get to this later in the show, but he is already in the conversation for MVP. For sure. And and, and it also got shut down that he's even, you know, the talk of uh the talk of is he gonna get a contract extension, like are they going to do it? And that got shut down by um, Cashman. He's like, well, I'm not even going to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not even a thing for us right now. But Judge is on pace for, you know, 100 home runs. Um, still, he's batting <laughs> he's batting 288 with 10 home runs. Uh, you know, like, say whatever you will. Not 965 OPS right now. He's been great. Uh, and, you know, that that's really, you know, only slightly better than the player that he's been. Uh, you know his his career OPS is 941. This season's 965. He's just this good. Yep. The biggest question always just comes down to how many games is he going to play? 
Last year, 148. Outside of the 148 he played, he had not played over 112 games in, in three years, four years. 2017 was the last time that he played over, you know, 120, 130 games. And ultimately, at the end of the offseason, the biggest thing is going to be, is Cashman going to give him that offer or is Judge moving on, right? And that's what we'll have to wait and see. Um, but the Yankees have been incredible. They found themselves in first place. They're the best team in baseball. And they're followed closely by the Angels. The Angels have been extremely hot. Uh, but you know who else has been doing phenomenal? I know who it is. What time is it, Dennis? Oh, 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 Tani. Here's his watch. So, so the, uh, <laughs> the the Shohei Otani watch, uh, he's he's been stellar, and he's starting to heat up. Uh, I'm pretty sure last uh, seven days he's back up over 1,000 OPS as a hitter. Uh, he also is sporting a roughly 2.5 ERA on the season as a pitcher. His last seven games, he's uh, 333 batting average, 1049 OPS. Right, so crushing like that, um, and and he's back to being himself. Ever since he gave his bat CPR, the the world has been a better place. Uh, but that team's been super surprising. Mm -hmm. uh, a guy who's been sneaky, like I don't know what's going to end up happening, is Rendon. Right, R Rendon has been kind of up and down. They still have him high in the lineup, but he he had his best uh, moment of this season. Uh, take us through it, Jay. Well, the Angels were putting a stomping on the Rays. I believe it was 10 nothing at the time. Uh, Brett Phillips on the mound because that's what the Rays do. They want to conserve pitching, so they're going to get a position player out there. Um, and in good fun, Anthony Rendon hopped there, batting lefty. And one swing of the bat took Brett Phillips deep and shocked the world uh shocked the world so so this is my question after seeing this yes if they start if a game's out of hand like that and they're bringing in position players to yes. pitch should everyone bat opposite mm -mm. no no because this goes back to like you should pummel the other team like i don't think that you should ever take because it turned I, into a men's softball game they had like four home runs in a row i think that, that genuinely like if if the other team has quit you can do whatever you want right yeah but you always run the risk of a team making a comeback. Yep. Mets made a big comeback. I don't think you're going to come back down, you know, nine, ten runs that late in the game. That's, you know, rare. Were the to, Mets down seven one? They were down seven to one, and then they keep. But I'm saying six runs. Yeah. Six runs different than ten. Sure. Right. They they ended up winning twelve nothing. At some point in time, like, you're far enough ahead that you can start making your choices. But I think teams should just absolutely wallet. You want to save pitching? That's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to crush your plus minus for the year. Like I'm gonna put you in a hole. I'm gonna like embarrass you. I'm gonna make your fan base want to quit being your fan. Like mm -hmm. I think you should absolutely torture. And listen, teams. Brett Phillips is fun, and like it, it mm -hmm. is. It, it's cool. He pitches mm -hmm. whatever. It's funny. But like I also still like I'm not a huge fan of the position players pitching thing. I like I understand the element, but also like effectively in terms of the game, you're just quitting. Well, at this point, though, Phillips has popped off a 90-plus-mile-an-hour fastball yeah. over the plate. But the home run on, from Rendon was on a 54-mile-an-hour right, fastball. Well, that, but that's what he does to be right deceptive to some degree. Sure. Is he's like, I'm going to throw these balls that completely mess up your timing. I'm going to go from 50 to 75. I'm going to go back to 50, up to 90. Like, And that's how he creates deception because he's not throwing anything but fastballs, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I understand it, but, like, to me – I think that, like, 
I'm fine with the position players throwing. Mm-hmm. I just think that like they should take it more seriously. Like you, there should be if you're gonna do that, make all your guys practice. Like mm-hmm. ma- make more than Phillips be the guy who can go up there and chuck. Like who who throws lefty who's a position player? Like hey, we're gonna have you pitch because like, we don't want to burn arms, but we just need somebody to throw it over the plate. Mm-hmm. Practice, do something with it. Uh, when you when you get up there and he can tee off. The bigger question is Rendon. How come you can't do that when you're batting normal right now? Because he's he's back below the Mendoza line. Speaking of the Mendoza line, this is a tangent I would like to get off on. Okay. So I was li- as as per usual, I'm listening to the Mets broadcast and they're talking about the Mendoza line. It's been a very long time since he was even a player in the show, mm-hmm. and we're still calling it the Mendoza line. Do we think we need to change the name? of the Mendoza line, and instead of it being the Mendoza line, do we start calling it the Joey Gallo line? Because when's the last time Joey really batted above 200? Uh, In his last five years, last five seasons, Joey Gallo has batted over 200 exactly once. The 187 he's currently rocking is worse than when he was batting 160. Right, he had a, a 199 in 2021, 181 in 2020. Then we had a 253 outlier in 2019. Then we're talking 206, 209, an injury short in 2016 that we won't count, and 204 his first year in the league. It is the Joey Gallo line to me. Let's update it. This is part of the show now. Who is currently batting below the Joey Gallo line? Because that's the line of demarcation for are you even a good MLB player? Um. Uh. I, I understand that, and I would say it's not quite as catchy, honestly. But it is the in terms of modern, for sure. It is the it is the Joey Gallo line, and it's interesting that because if you look at the rest of the league, right? If you got somebody batting what would you say one eighty? He is currently batting a smooth one eighty seven. One eighty seven with so, a six with a six eleven OPS, and that's that's garbage. That's pretty yeah, terrible. Yeah, and most teams other than the Reds would probably consider sending you down. Yep. Um, it's the it, the Yankees are so interesting right now because they have actually made the necessary moves, and we talked about it last week. Yep. To not be a one dimensional team anymore. Yep. You don't need Joey Gallo as much as his upside of maybe hitting forty home runs exists. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want him like like in terms of uh, contributions per game. He's one to zero at the plate. Well, so right now this season, as is right now. He is a zero war player. So that, he like, is exactly replacement level. Yep. On the flip side, a Yankees player that is typically given a whole bunch of anger by fans, Aaron Hicks is currently a point four war. So oh, he I, is, I, I know a lot of Yankee fans are already to get done with him. Yeah, they're all ready to move on from Hicks, but Joey Gallo's been worse and he he's he's supposed to be better. And you're looking at it, you're you're looking at this for me, like both of those guys are are not not playing the best. It is a far cry from that 2018 season when every when Hicks signed that deal and everybody thought the Yankees stole him because mm-hmm. he was a 27 home run guy. He had an 833 OPS the year before. He was an 847 OPS guy. So you had back to back 850 OPS roughly seasons mm-hmm. by a center fielder. The Yankees are like, sign us up from yep. that day forward. He's a, a 700. Kobe Ellsbury is this thing. Oh man, <laughs> a 700 OPS guy and still more valuable. Than Joey Gallo. 
That's crazy. You know what's interesting, too? There's a lot of people that are below the Joey Gallo line who typically are not. Okay. Uh, one that sticks out to me a ton is Marcus Simeon. Simeon struggle bus. He's been 165 right now. Still no homers on the year. So let's move this in to who's Colt? <laughs> I'm, Dennis. I'm, I'm, I'm flipping this over to Dennis. Yeah. Dennis, speaking of guys who are hitting below Joey Gallo line, who are some cold hitters right now? So, I mean, we'll start with Rendon just because we've mentioned him before. In one the last subject. 15 days, he's a 170 batting average with a 571 OPS. Not great. No. Below the Joey Gallo line. For sure. A uh, couple of big free agent signings this past offseason i'll start with the teams three teams are two and eight in their last 10 boston detroit and miami so i picked notable players from there mm-hmm. javier Baez, easy one he signed a big deal uh last, poor javi mm-hmm. last 15 days he has the most at bats in the league he's batting 191 with a 465 ops man it's a great thing that instead the mets replaced javi Baez with jeff mcneil who's batting 335 <laughs> and it's like a two war player for the season yep Next up, with the Red Sox, Trevor Story signed his deal. Uh, he is batting 180 with a 576 OPS, so he is also speak, not doing speak well. Speak to that mm-hmm. Joey Gallo line. And then the last one I want to mention, Jorge Soler, just because I wanted to keep the whole 2-8 and eight trend going for Miami. He has four home runs, but he's batting 164 and a 646 OPS. That's mm-hmm. some boomer bust action right there. Yeah, yeah. that's a But big he's always bust. been that kind of player, so I'm actually like not incredibly surprised. He's probably... A, like a similar comp to Joey Gallo, um, but he obviously had some big home runs last year for the Braves and like has always been a big pop guy, but ne- not necessarily hit for average. I, I, like his career average is two forty two, like not not crazy, but always had some good pop. So I, I think it was still a good signing for the Marlins. But yes, in terms of his average and contributions, other than four home runs, not great. We also we all knew that they weren't going to keep up what they were doing. No, yeah, of course, right. Dennis, speaking of who's cold, hit me with the hot list. So the hot list. Uh, so the White Sox, 8-2 and two in their last 10. During that stretch, some of their big-name guys are showing up. Tim Anderson, 421 average with a 1095 OPS. And uh, Lewis Robert, uh, 405 average with a 1058 OPS. He's got OPS. two first names. Yep. Lou Bob. Hey, listen, and when we, and we, were, we were talking about our selection show earlier. Yep. I told you guys, Luis Robert is going to be someone to watch. And I always love Tim Anderson. I'm so hyped for him that he's he's mashing. But I love that the White Sox are starting to, to move back onto what we thought was going to be their, their wave. Because last week we were talking, they big struggle bus. For real. So, big struggle bus. So glad to see there's some contribution there. Their pitching has been like relatively solid, um, but their offense has just been struggling. Um, speaking of people who are also were struggling with average, Yasmani Grandal was, is batting like 150 or something. And that's not what you want from him as your quote-unquote uh, offensive catcher. <laughs> so not, not a great look. <laughs> Deeds, who else is hot? Baltimore Orioles, 5-2 and two in their last seven. I'll take that as a hot for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting plenty of contributions throughout the lineup. Cedric Mullins, three home runs, 407 batting average, 1243 OPS. Austin Hayes is heating up, 455 average. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle, five, uh, uh, 357 batting average, 1022 OPS. The big thing is – their catching position has been absolutely brutal this year, where their uh, combined batting average from their two catchers is a 134. Uh, you know who's been doing well since they've came back, though, is Adley Rushman's batting 341 with a 934 OPS and 41 at-bats in the I, I think Adley's a couple days away. 
I think the bigger thing was they wanted to let him not struggle, like coming off injury to come mm-hmm. back and try to make your MLB debut. They wanted him to come in feeling hot, feeling like he he can do it. Yep. Uh, 41 at-bats is not a ton of at-bats, but I, I would not suspect him to get to even 100 at-bats this year uh, in the minors. I think he's rapidly approaching that unless a slump comes in. You don't want to bring him up on a slump. Yep. But uh, I, I think that he's not long for being down there. And then the interesting thing becomes, like, if Hayes, Mountcastle, Mullins can all can all hit like that, you add Adley Rushman in, all of a sudden that team's got that's that's one of those Diamondback situations where you don't want to play that team, all right? They 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 could steal some wins against you out yep. of nowhere just because a couple guys hit some home runs can can smack the ball around. Uh, who who else is hot? I'll, I'll let you talk more about this guy, but uh, last week we mentioned that Pete was having a weird season. In his last 15 days, five home runs, 333 batting average, and an 1116 OPS. So, so since since the the last time we had the show, uh, Pete did hit a bunch of home runs, including two in one game. The biggest difference, I think, for me, uh, can you pull up his batting average on the season? Yep. Uh, I think he's batting around 286, which if this version of Pete is going to be a 40 home run guy— uh-huh. Yeah, 287. 287. <laughs> so he, he's batting 287 on the season. Like, this is the best I've ever seen Pete look mm-hmm. as an offensive weapon, right? As he's always hitter. been able to mash. Yep. He has been much more of a I am going to just hit the ball really well kind of guy. And in the past, I feel like he'd go a couple of games. You know who he reminds me of when he was swinging? He was like Francisco Lindoris. There'd be this kind of stretch where he'd strike out a bunch and look like he's not even seeing the ball out of the hand at all. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he'd go and he'd have a tear of seven games where he bats 600 and you can't get him out. Now I just feel like steadily every single day, Pete Alonso is one of the best hitters on the field. Especially in clutch situations. Yes. Uh, two outs, runners in scoring position this season. He's had uh, 10 at-bats. He's got uh, two home runs, eight RBIs, 400 batting average, and a 1,600 oh, OPS. I love that. And, and that's and that's the guy being a leader. And, and I think... You know, he's trying to make that transcendence to I'm not just the best power hitter in the game. I can also be just a phenomenal hitter, which has been impressive. So Pete, Pete's Pete's red hot. Pete's red hot. And then uh, last team I'm going to mention here is the Cincinnati Reds. They have doubled their season wins in the last five games. So they uh, won three of their last five. Uh, they've had no Joey Votto or Jonathan India in that stretch. Um, so during that time, Brendan Jury and Tyler Stevenson have really stepped up. Uh, Jury batting 421 with a 1436 OPS. Stevenson. Uh, now, if you're a Mets fan, this is not unfamiliar to you. Yep. Brandon Drury was one of the best hitters for the Mets last season. And – he absolutely scorched, and I, I think that they're just get, giving him the opportunity for the first time. The Yankees didn't do it for Drury. The Mets didn't provide it for Drury. This is now a time where he's like, go ahead, be a hitter. I think that Drury, to me, is a guy who's going to be like J.D. Davis has been for the Mets in terms of the ability to hit. I think Drury has a chance of being an 800-plus OPS guy for a team. He's going to turn into the next Justin Turner. Where all of a sudden you have a guy who nobody wanted to give time to, and then you give him time and he absolutely mashes. The dude has got a hit stick that actually works. But, you know, so that, that's the end of your, uh, your, your real hot streak, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring up, you know, somebody that we talked about last time that we're going to, you know, make a, his own little Machado moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, you didn't talk, you didn't say in the last seven games or that Manny Machado was hot. 
because I knew you were going to bring it up. Oh, so in the last seven games, Manny Machado has a 1,300 OPS. He has a 458 batting average, a 750 slugging. He has two home runs, 11 hits, and 24 bats. Manny Machado, right this second, today, is the best player in the game. Tell me who. Tell me who's better. You know what I just found out? Machado's not even 30 yet. I thought 29. He was, I thought he was over 30. Mm-hmm. I am aware, sir. Everyone yes. has forgotten about Manny Machado because all he was was one of the best players in the game for a number of years before he left, right? So he leaves Baltimore, right? Everybody says, okay, he gets traded to the Dodgers, right? Then he goes and, tra- and signs with San Diego. This is his fourth year in San Diego. He was only 26 when he signed there. He came up as a 19-year-old and mashed. He was a really, really good player playing shortstop for them for a while. He grew into his power, and now he's become one of the better players in the game. Mm-hmm. He's leading the league in a lot of categories. A ton. He currently leads the league in OPS+, plus, OPS, slugging, on-base percentage, batting average, hits, runs, and games played. And total bases. And total bases. My man is out here, out here running through the league right now. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about it enough. He batting three eighty three, crushing it, and that's without Tatis right now. And, and I don't know when he's coming back, but that's. And you know what? Like, are they better off without Tatis? No. The answer is always no. It's unequivocal, unequivocally no. The bigger thing that I think has to happen is we have to stop treating Tatis like he's the best player on the Padres. He is the second best player on the Padres, and he has been for his entire career. We're celebrating that he is a very good player at such a young age. Mm-hmm. But what we need to pump the brakes on is he is still worse at everything, everything than Manny Machado. He's a worse defender. He's a worse hitter. He has less power. Everything is worse than Manny Machado. And I think we got to bring back the shine that Manny Machado is in the same conversation as some of the elite players in the game as being an MVP candidate. Because I would tell you, I would, I would, ten out of ten times, I'd rather have Manny Machado than Bryce Harper. And not to mention the second highest average in the National League is their first baseman, Eric Hosmer. Hosmer, how's Hosmer been over the last seven? Though my question is, like we we talk about it, like is Hosmer going to be able to keep this and, and roll with it for the rest of the year, or is this something that like, hey, you know what, flash in the pan, he he's popping high right now, but. He, he's going to fall off at some point in time. In the month of May so far, uh, he's batting 324 with that 850 OPS. Again, great for Hosmer. I, I love to see it. I love to see it. Um, that That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And when we go when we go last seven, right, it's down a little bit. His, his OPS starts going into the low 800s. His batting average is 333. His slugging is 481. He's not as... When you look at his last 15 games, you see a 623 slugging. You look last 30, you see 550. He is starting to come down to earth, uh, which is why they need Tatis back if they're going to continue to be a great team because they're going to have to trade Hosmer's hot start for who Fernando Tatis should be. But let's not let's not let's not keep disrespecting the current MVP of the league, Manny Machado. And listen, and that that's a that's a perfect segue into my next point. Uh, Emily put out an early frontrunners list for MVP. Beautiful. And atop the National League is Manny Machado. Believe. Uh, and he obviously he's been absolutely raking. Close second is Nolan Arenado on their list, who also has been having an unbelievable start. Um, 
not even remotely close to Machado's 383 batting average. He's got a 315 right now. Um, they also had Juan Soto up there, who I, I feel like has been kind of streaky mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, he has a 256 batting average this year, which is which feels low for kind of what we talked about um, as in, in anticipation of where he was going to be. Um, also, someone who I feel like we're not talking about enough is Jazz Chisholm. That Jazz. guy's been making waves out here. Um, he's got a 295 batting average, um, well, six homers on the season, which you don't really look at him as a power guy, but he's, mm-hmm. he's got some pop for sure. Um, and unfortunately, being on the Marlins, I don't think he will ever really be talked about enough unless the Marlins happen to get, get crazy hot. Um, in the National League, however, somebody uh, – American League? Uh, uh, yeah, American League. Apologies. Uh, American League, obviously Mike Trout's up there. Yeah. And me and Dennis were talking about a pre-show. Is it boring if Mike Trout wins the MVP? No, no, because I actually think he stopped winning it because he wasn't playing well enough to earn it. He okay. had a lull in his career. Like I genuinely think, like he went through his Ken Griffey moment, mm-hmm. where like he, you were a stud for a long time, and, and it, it, the injuries then start to sap some of you. Mm-hmm. People forget how good you are, and then Griffey had a great back half of his career and turned it back around and showed what he could be and showed who he was. I think Trout still is in his prime mm-hmm. and did not have the same, you know, complete fall off that Griffey had because of that stuff. But he needed to remind everybody that he's the best player in the game. And when you watch it right now, like he's scary good, and, and he's and he's in a situation where this is the best team he's ever had. And oh, easily he's rising to the the occasion, mm-hmm. uh, and and has truly been uh, a stellar player. And and I don't think it's too much to let him win because we talk about uh, Judge. Right, mm-hmm. Judge has ten home runs. Trout has nine. Trout is currently rocking a two-six WAR, right? Yep. A two-six WAR, which is only I think being beaten out by a guy like Manny Machado in the whole whole of baseball. At a two-eight. Aaron, Aaron Judge is rocking a one-four, a one-four, not in the conversation, and that's because his defense is so much worse. And like I know every Yankees fan in the world is like, he's a great defender, guys. Mike Trout, Manny Machado are twos. And their offensive numbers look somewhat similar to his. Mm-hmm. His big thing that keeps him from being an elite player is the fact that he is not an elite defender. He he he's a good defender. He's a guy who should start for you, mm-hmm. but he's not going to stay there long term, especially at his size. Yep. When being six seven two eighty two, but yeah, Trout Trout's Trout needs this. I need Trout to do this for the whole season. He can't take time off. I need him to Iron Man through some yeah, games. Yeah, hundred percent. I need one hundred and fifty-five games out of Trout. Yes, like and you, you can't, you can't, you can't slow up. And if he does start. feel the need to have some type of rest, injury, whatever, make it mid-season. Yeah, be be available for the end of the season to make a run at the AL West because we, this team has to be in the playoffs or at to. least in contention for it. Um, second on MLB's list is Jose Ramirez, who also has had an unreal start. Um, got his bag. Uh, did did you see his? I, I I love this. Like his comments when when people were asking him, like you obviously could have gotten a lot more money as a like a top tier third baseman, and you chose to stay in Cleveland for a substantial less money, hundred million less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was great, and I think it, it kind of invigorated the team a little bit. You, I, the, the reaction from all the players on social and stuff, like the Guardians haven't been that bad. We always talk about them being a sneaky team, and I think they have a a nice solid core of like young players. Yep. Um, but Jose's been leading the charge for them. Um, and then third on their list is Aaron Judge. And rightfully so. He has been going crazy. Um, and I just love when we were talking about it earlier. Like, we joked when the Yankees gave him his offer. And it was like, you know what he's going to do? 
He's going to go have an MVP season. His price tag is going to go way, way yep. up. Um, but that's the thing is, like, is it going to go up? Uh, his ask was probably going to go up. But what he actually was always going to end up getting, like, I think he was always going to get more than what the Yankees were offering. Yes, I agree. Because it's not, and this is the thing, like the Yankees can look at it and go, well, Judge, we don't think you're going to be worth it. And he goes, oh, yeah, listen, I agree. But a team who's a step down will trade the back half of my career for being great now. And if I can go in there and bring MVP caliber bet to a team that's eh, like, again, imagine he went to the Guardians. Right? Like, all of a sudden, you put him on the Guardians and say, okay, now, now you have a masher. What would they be? As a team right now who's 14 and 14 or 15 and 15, mm-hmm. right? What would you be if you took if you put Judge there? What would the Yankees be if you took Judge away? They might flip-flop positions. And if you flip-flop those positions, Yankees, you just went, you, you're, yeah, eh. And the Guardians are great. And the Guardians have not been back to that spot in a, in a bunch of years. The Yankees' history of who they think they are it has to. They have to mm. end it themselves because they think they think that guys should take a discount because you're playing for the Yankees. It's like, dude, without Judge, who are the Yankees? What would your outfield be? Your outfield, be you'd different. have three guys batting two fifty or lower. Yep. Mm, I don't know. So, I do not know. An, an interesting question I heard on on a, on a landing place potentially for him, which, based on his his uh, response to the public of like, hey, I'm going to go talk to all the teams, is him going to Boston. Because... If, if, so, like, that's 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 some shit they can't afford. Oh, exactly. But, like, and people were talking about the Mets, who were like, first of all, Stephen Cohen already said that he's not paying whatever they offered. He wouldn't he wouldn't do that anyway. Yep. So I would not even... I would cross off the Mets. There's no reason that they would do that. Um, but that is an interesting landing spot for him. And, like, obviously for the Yankees Red Sox reason, but also because that makes a lot of sense. When when they let Mookie go, right, everyone was confused because that was like the similar piece of like a good right fielder, great bat, good team guy. It's the, it's the same kind of guy. And obviously Judge would have an impact on whatever team he goes to. Yep. But especially with the Red Sox starting very mediocre, uh, next season they're, they're looking to get an impact piece. He's a great impact piece. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think even the threat of that, I think that's really all that is. That's fine. Like, I think that that noise that's coming out was put out there by his camp. I hope so. To to spur the Yankees fan to to not like to ask for it to not happen. Mm-hmm. My big thing is, if you think that you're better at building a team, Aaron Judge is not a player that I need to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... I have not seen anything from Judge that makes me think, like, this is a guy who changes an organization. So because of that, I feel like I can replace that production somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Is he a great player? Is he a borderline MVP candidate? Yes. Do I think that a designated hitter, which he'll be in the back half of his career, is worth $35 million a year? No, sir, I don't. But do I think he's going to get paid that? Yeah. Uh, so I think he that that's noise. I even if the Yankees aren't going to sign him, I don't think he goes to Red Sox mm-hmm. because I think that some team out there who does have the ability to pay to like hand him the bag, will hand him the bag. Mm-hmm. A per- perfect uh, case in point. We didn't think Chris Bryant was going where he was going. Facts. Why did Chris Bryant go there? The bag. Yep. 
Well, he got more money than we all expected him mm-hmm. to get. 185? Ev- everything about his deal was more than we all expected him to get. Yep. And we ex- we didn't expect it from that team. Could you imagine them signing Judge? Go to Coors Field all the time? Forget being a Yankee. Oh, my Atlanta. The home field advantage is just crushing home runs every other time. Mm-hmm. Like, electric. But, like, so so that's, the, that's why for me, I, I don't actually think that he would go there. I think it's going to end up being a middle market team. Okay. That wants to feel that that, that needs that, needs that, that guy, which yeah. is why I, I I put the Guardians as a team that like obviously they're not that's not the actual team, yeah, because um, they, they got Ramirez, but like they also don't spend money. Well, but that, but that's my point. Like, is there a team out there who's ready to take a lift? Mm-hmm. I feel right? like Seattle is like the landing spot that everyone's been saying forever. We have talked about mm-hmm. that ad nauseum. I thought Seattle was a team that. You know the now injured, quote unquote, uh, Conforto. <laughs> Michael Conforto. Like I'm sure he got hurt, but it wasn't doing what he said it was. Like there's no way you miss this mm-hmm. much time from training and shagging fly balls. Like come on, man. Nobody yeah. misses the entirety of an entire season from even diving for a ball. Like I, I've never heard that before. You separated your shoulder diving for a ball in practice, like. It's a good thing nobody signed you. Yeah. Again, they should never sign you. You're Mr. Glass. <laughs> you're, you're made out of out of nothing. Yeah. Um. So so, play that game. Where like lock it in now? Where do you think Judge goes? Where do you think Judge ends up? Is he back as a Yankee? Is he signed in division? Uh. My two my two thoughts right off as soon as that was. Uh, a conversation was him get back with the Yankees and then pay him a little bit more money and they they figure it out or the Dodgers or yeah yeah the Dodgers I I have a team in mind see I I I have a hard time thinking that it's the Dodgers hit me would would San Francisco make sense because he's he's from California and San Francisco like they're usually a solid team Mm -hmm. and I feel like his bat in that lineup would be so valuable Giants to me is the team okay Giants to me is a team because I think that they are good at doing those things. The the and like they have a good team right now. Hit home runs. You put Judge in that park. They now have the DH. Like we talked about, I think with the DH position you can go. And their ownership group uh, is theoretically worth more than the Dodgers ownership group. So they have the money to to go and do what they need to do to be great. Charles Charles B. Johnson worth five point eight billion dollars. Um, that is a an, an interesting an interesting go. Um, but we're the, all in agreement that it's one of the California teams, and that he is a homegrown a uh, 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 California kid, and like it would make sense for him to ch- make that choice. I don't think either one's a better than the other in terms of like uh, a fit because he both he could contribute in both lineups. But yes, I think in in for the Giants specifically too, he comes in and he becomes the face of the team, which they lost after Posey retired. Yep, I, I think Giants makes the most sense. My my dark horse candidate. You guys ready for this? Go for it. The Houston Astros. Ooh, heel that's, turn. That's my wow. that's my that's my uh, that's my dark horse candidate. They lost uh, a, a bunch of guys recently. He repositions that it's not just their infield that's elite. Their outfield's there. You know that like looking for where they're going to position their money, I, I would love to see him turn heel mm-hmm. and go Astros. Again, I, do I think that's what happens? No. 
But could the Astros throw the an concept offer out of, him? of him going to one of the Yankees' rivals is absolutely a thing. And it's not even a direct rival, right? It, it's I a mean, rival. The in, Yankee fans hate Astros. Hate a hundred percent. Yeah, he has to know that he's doing it. Mm-hmm. But if the Yankees offer twenty-eight million dollars a year, and Houston offers thirty-four, you going there? He's going to Houston. Yeah, and that's what I think is fun and spicy. You know what I think is going to be interesting too to see? Is it one of those situations where? The Yankees gave them their offer, right? Potentially, it was their best offer. If they say now, okay, cool, we'll figure it out in the offseason, and we get to the offseason, and they give whatever offer it is, and it's like, hey, this is the offer, period. If yeah. you don't take it, okay, we're yeah. done. And I could see it ending that quickly, and then all of a sudden, it's who's going to get Aaron Judge, the crazy yeah. moment. Yeah. If he makes it to the offseason without having a contract, He's going to hear everybody. He's going to listen, He's and he's going to go to where he can get the most money mm-hmm. because he's been underpaid by the Yankees his entire career. Yep. He is going to go and cash in the bag. He and has every- nothing to say. Guys, you get no discount. And that's the thing. Like, I hate when, like, for baseball more than other sports. Like, I hate for baseball more than other sports. In other sports, a rookie contract, you get paid well. And if you're not drafted in the first round, you only have a maximum of a four-year contract. So you immediately get to shrink. Your lights out. You're amazing. Four years later, guess what? You're a free agent. So you get drafted at age 20 in the second round of the draft. At age 24, you're a free agent. Right? Like, you're ready to go. Go ahead. Rock out. Like, you look at baseball, and it's like, you come up at 21, and you are a free agent at 28. And you've been underpaid. Mm -hmm. Like, that guy who was drafted in the second round still made millions of dollars. Millions of dollars in a four-year window. You look at a baseball player, truly, we're talking that they got a signing bonus maybe, depending on the round they were drafted. Yep. Then they were in the minors for three, four years. Then they were in the majors for six, seven years before they got to the point that you paid them an appropriate amount. So I don't think the judge should give them – I think he should overcharge. Yep. Not to mention the, the amount of money they've made off of him and his Facts. likeness and everything yep. that they've done. Like, he has been the epitome of face of the franchise. Yep. And I wouldn't say he's Derek Jeter caliber yet in terms of, um, like, love from the fan base, but it's it's in the same realm. He's headed on that trajectory. He's a better role model than Derek Jeter was. Sure, Dennis. <laughs> Depends what kind of well, yeah, model what? you want to roll with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you trying to trying to – be a hero to young boys everywhere. Mm-hmm. Derek did a pretty solid job. Facts. You know? um, but it should be definitely interesting to see how that unfolds come the offseason because I don't think I don't think he signs in season. As much as no, I saw I, I saw a lot of people say, oh, no, they're definitely working on it behind the scenes. No, they're not. Nope. Nope. I think he's, he's out here with spite. Yes. And I am looking forward to the collapse. Because who, who do they have to replace him with? Well, so, interesting, interesting question, okay? This same conversation was with Freddie Freeman, right? The yeah. face of the franchise, they let him go. They filled his role right quick. No correct, problem. Correct, and then all correct, of a sudden, he's back on. Who is it? I have to imagine the Yankees are going to take a stab at Juan Soto. Have to. Ooh. Right? And that's, what, 2024 is his free agency? They don't have enough. But maybe maybe they do. Maybe they're reloading their money, and they don't want to dump whatever $33 million. They don't have enough the, prospects. Like I, but no, I'm not saying to trade. I'm saying in Soto's free agency. Fro- Soto's not a free agent by by the time that he leaves. Like ne- this upcoming offseason is no, not. But that's what I'm saying. So do they, do they put a band aid right fielder for a year, 
whoever that is. Well, so my thing is, if you Band-Aid, you're missing the playoffs. Okay. Is missing the playoffs worth or is getting it not a Yes, I agree, but will Yankees fans even accept that? Yes. Well, okay, here's a perfect question. No, you're, you're here's a liar. Your, here's your perfect question, right? Uh-huh. Do they have uh, Joey Gallo for one more year? No, this is his last this year. This is his last contract. year. Okay, cool. So they're going to have – they're going to need a couple outfielders. They just sign – they sign um, Isaiah Kiner-Falefas of the outfield, right, whoever that is. That's a, a mediocre player, decent bat, good good defense for a couple years. Basically what the Mets did with Mark Canna, all right, a couple years, and then we're good, we'll move on to the next guy. Maybe that's their play, and they just get someone who's more of a contributor, less of a power guy, and until they can really take a big swing and go for a Juan Soto-type player. Well, so, so guys who are free agents who are in the, the mix – uh, Charlie Blackman will be a free agent. Okay. Will Myers will be a free agent. Uh, Brandon Nimmo will be a free agent. Bryce Harper? What? Who did you say? <laughs> same, same, better player, different name. Yeah. Oh, one-year prove-it deal for Conforto. Well, so that's a, that's my big thing, right? I just don't think that he's even worth the one-year prove-it deal. I think there's better names rely just guys on, you just said alone. That, that you can rely on to go, and that's just those guys. You go over to guys who are considered more left fielders, you know, Joey Gallo, you could re-sign him. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, Jock Peterson will be available again. Um, oh, Jock would fit in nice. Into I think Jock dynamic. would fit in. He's That's he's, a cool. He's maybe the right guy mm-hmm. to, to be there. Um, age wise, everything else. Yeah. Uh, he, he might be that guy, but listen, the, the outfields names that exist are just not exciting outside of Brandon Nimmo, who is extremely exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that there's really a guy that exists. You'd have to trade for somebody. And that's, and that's my point, right? It's like, if they, if you said just for fun that they went and got Charlie Blackman and Will Myers, Great defenders, decent hitters, do the job. Charlie Blackman's a lefty. Maybe he's, you know, all of a sudden becomes a power bat like Anthony Rizzo. I don't think he'd go there just because of the hair rules. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. Uh, listen, Ronaldo Dor had a, had quite the beard, and he still, you know, made it happen. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that, that's kind of my thought on, like, the as a, a, a short-term fix. Wow. You want to – here's the craziest thing that I'm, I'm really coming to the, to the awareness of. Okay. Brandon Nimmo is the best right field – like he's a center fielder, but yeah, we play him at center field. Yeah, but I don't mean he is a center fielder. Fine. We currently got a center fielder playing right field. Yeah. Uh, he's he's listed by almost everybody always as a as a corner outfielder. I agree. I've, I've said on the show multiple times. I think he can stay at center field. I think he's got more than enough speed. He's got more than enough everything. Mm-hmm. He's just a very cautious player on the base paths. So when you don't see a guy steal a lot of bases, you think he's not fast. Yeah. And Nimmo's very fast. He can score from first on a on a double every time. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, you're looking at his numbers. The, the last seven games, he's got a 895 OPS, and, and you look for the season, he's rocking an 841 overall OPS, playing a mean center field. He's going to be the best outfield free agent next year. Probably, statistically speaking, yeah. Probably. If the Mets don't resign him, which I would like them to do. Crazy. Crazy. Interesting. Interesting things can happen this off season. Not not quite as exciting as as last year's. For obvious reasons, can I can I bring up one of the Always. off-season signings from Always. last year? Just because I, I find his stat line super interesting. Do it. Fifteen games played so far this year. He has zero home runs, four RBIs, two eighty-one batting average, and a six eighty-nine OPS. Who is it? That signed that, in this off-season. That signed this off-season. What what level of player would we would consider him? He signed a big ticket in the off-season. He signed a big tic- ticket in the off-season. Not Simeon. 
Nope. Uh, he was mentioned earlier in the show, if that ooh. helps. And can I get an AL or NL? NL. Uh, no, no jacks? No jacks. And a ballpark that you'd expect him to hit jacks. So we're going to go Jock Peterson? No. It's not Schwarber or Castellanos? Nope. Yeah, I think they had home runs. Uh, actually, Lots yeah, they definitely runs. do, especially against the Mets. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Chris Bryant? Yep. Oh, facts. When you sign Chris Bryant to that deal, do you take a 281 average with a 689 OPS? Or are you expecting him to kind of hit for what he's done most of his career? Especially in where he is, you would expect a few more home runs. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the batting average has been bad. No, right, the you take a 281. What's his What's his career average? His 278. Career. Yeah. Okay, so. So your but your big thing is for you're right a hundred a hundred percent. The power numbers are just not there even remotely. Mm-hmm. But we've been talking about it. Like, he, he, he's he been overgassed as a power hitter his whole career. Yeah. He's just a balanced guy. He's Michael Conforto. Like I mean, he we, hasn't hit over 30 since 2019. Yeah. Which really isn't a lot. It looks like it's deep back just because 2021 yeah. he yeah. has three, three different teams, stat lines yeah, yeah. in his thing. Um, but, you know, even 2020, you, you could say whatever you want. But before that, OPS, yeah. like, that, that 2019 season – was the last time you were he was elite. Mm-hmm. He's just been a really solid player since. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think that you expected him to have some home runs, especially there. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's going on. But the batting average is there. I'd expect the home runs to pop up. And if he's able to hit keep the batting average there with some extra home runs, he'll still finish with a high 700 OPS mm-hmm. for the season. I mean, it also is like the, the question of what's up with the baseballs. Like – Yep, power numbers are down across the board, and maybe yep. maybe the balls in Colorado are affected differently. I mean, it, it is a conversation that people have had about um, humidity and, and air and different things like that. Like maybe that's a factor. Don't know, um, but I, listen, across the league there is conversation of like the balls are different every game. And Rockies are in a tough division, and they're still sixteen to fifteen. Yep, yep. Oh, the the NL West, I I really hope stays as competitive as it is. Because, like, you never know. The Dodgers could go on a four-game losing streak, and all of a sudden the division is completely different. Well, a couple of things. One, I don't expect that to happen. I don't either. Two, Art, it's just because the Diamondbacks are sneaky good, and nobody yep. realized it. Yep. Love it. Going to be very interesting. Deets, you got anything else for the people? Get go Rangers. Go Rangers. Get big game tomorrow night. Or, I guess, tonight when people listen to this. Cool. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Make sure you like and subscribe. Follow us on all social platforms. Like I said, they will be listed below. And we'll see you guys next week. Later. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>